this episode should probably have been called how to deal with difficult clients, but it sounds a bit nicer to talk about managing client expectations, because that's really what you have to do from the very beginning if you want to have a great outcome every single time. And that's what we're talking about today on Sustainable Photography, episode 51. I'm Emil Kolnes, and I'm so happy that you're listening today. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Coming across difficult clients at some point is unavoidable. Even the photographers you see on Instagram who are bragging about their clients and how wonderful everything is, they have them too. So is the customer always right? No, absolutely not. But it's not a good idea to tell them that. Actually, the best thing that you can do is to get clear on what you do and what you don't do and who you want to work with And have that all shine through on all of your platforms. So when someone finds you, they'll know if you can help them or not. I actually had a lot of fun coming up with these different difficult client profiles that I'm going to tell you about next. They're based on clients that I've come across in one way or another. First, we have the impatient client. A few hours have passed from their shoot and they want to know where their photos are. I've had clients a week after their wedding day, ask for all their images. And that's after they've had their previews sent to them and after it's stated clearly in the contract that delivery time is eight weeks. It's after letting them know in multiple ways that delivery time is eight weeks and still after one week, where are my images? So how to solve this? Well, You want to let them know multiple times when to expect their images. You want to tell them a longer than needed deadline and you want to deliver ahead of time. If you do this and it's not working, it's a sign that you need to find a new way of communicating your delivery time. Talk to them again and again. Make sure that it's stated in their contract. Tell them before you leave them on their shoot. Email them after their shoot to remind them. Just don't give up. If it's not working, add on multiple ways of letting them know and different ways of communicating, writing, speaking, in person. Just try again and again. Then you have the demanding client. You've let them know you only do portrait sessions from Monday to Thursday, yet they insist on you showing up on a Saturday. I've had this happen where a couple was getting married And I let them know you have to choose a day between Monday to Thursday. And they said, oh, we can't do that. We're working. So it has to be on a weekend. And I didn't really know how to handle it because I was too young and too inexperienced. So I had to just give in. But the truth is that you don't. So how to solve this? You want to give them your terms and conditions before you book, which means that you have to get clear on your terms and conditions before you book clients. Because if you don't, then things like this will show up and you don't really know how to deal with it. And 
the easiest thing when someone comes to you and they say, oh, the photographer over there was a lot more flexible or someone that we know said whatever. And if you're clear on the way that you do things, then it doesn't matter how someone else does it because you can say, oh, that's not how I do it. This is how it works in my business. And you just have to stand your ground. And if someone has an issue with that, then they don't have to work with you. They can work with someone else. You'll be a lot more professional if you just stick to your way of doing things. Next, we have the price shopping client. They tell you what they're willing to pay and also what they expect to get from that. I see this again and again, especially in Facebook referral groups. And the worst part is that someone always replies and says they can do it, no matter how low the price is. So how to solve this? Your clients, they don't set your prices and you don't have to negotiate. You don't have to feel bad for those who can't afford you. No matter how low your prices are, someone is always going to say that they can't afford you. So get clear on your pricing, get clear on what you're willing to do, and then just stick to that. It's not your job to make everyone happy. Next is the self-conscious client. They are never happy with how they look, even though they are gorgeous and they might want retouching, even though you've clearly stated that you don't do that. How to solve this one? In this case, you have to realize that people who are unhappy with how they look are probably not going to be happy with their photos. A quick solution to this is to communicate clearly that you don't retouch or modify appearances. But a longer term solution is to get very clear on who your dream client is. Like it's someone who's confident and feels good about themselves. And make sure that you get that message across your platforms so that you'll start attracting those people. You also just have to let it go if someone isn't happy with their images due to how they look. It's not really your problem. I know it's hard, but it's just how it is sometimes. Then we have the perfectionist client. They are pointing out every little detail that they're not happy with. They'll tell you about the three photos out of the 500 that they didn't like. Okay, how to solve this? <laughs> this type of client is kind of similar to the last one where you just kind of have to shake it off. If they're pointing out things that you can fix, then by all means fix it if that's aligned with your brand and style. And if not, like if they're requesting that you edit in a certain way, you can let them know that that's not how you work. You can meet your client halfway, that's sometimes needed, but you shouldn't have to do things that's unreasonable. To make sure that this doesn't happen, it's a good idea to clearly specify what the client can expect from you and what's included and what's not ahead of time. You can also let your clients know that it's completely normal not to like all the photos if they're getting a full wedding gallery from you. That way they'll be pleasantly surprised if they like almost all of them. The next type is the amateur photographer client. They're the ones that just can't not tell you how they would do things. Or they're telling you what their photographer friends think that you should do. It's like having someone hanging over your shoulder and giving you advice while you're working. That's definitely annoying. 
And it can be hard to carry out someone else's vision when you're hired to put your own vision to life. It can definitely be a source of unhappy clients if they're imagining that they'll get something that you don't actually do. This is actually quite common that if you have less experienced photographers that think that they know how to do things. Photographers with less experience and who are less professional, they're often more accommodating because when you gain more experience, you'll start establishing your style and your own way of doing things. So this is, of course, way more professional, but it may come to a surprise to someone who thinks that they know what they're doing, that you won't do things their way. How to solve this? The best thing that you can do is to have your terms and conditions clearly mapped out and communicated before taking on any shoots. And then remind them again and again how your process is. If they're not willing to do things your way, then let them know that you're probably not the right fit for them and then move on. The next client is the ungrateful client. This is where you're giving them extra images and they're complaining about it. It's when you give them a discount and they're still talking about how expensive it is. Or when you go above and beyond helping them out and they're still wanting more. This is actually kind of easy to solve, but it's really hurtful when it happens. But whenever you give a bonus or you give a discount, let them know. Tell them, hey, you just got a 20% discount today. Or I included five more images for you because I thought you should have them. People don't know how to appreciate it if not. But I want you to be careful because if you gave away too much, people might start to think that they've overpaid or that it's okay to ask for even more. And they most likely expect the same thing the next time around. So be careful not to give away more than you can sustain in the long run. Then you have the indecisive client. They don't know what they want or where they want to have it. They don't know if they should have their wedding portraits taken before or after the ceremony. They don't know if they want this or that location, what outfits to choose. You can solve this really easily by having questions ahead of time for them so that you, as the expert, can guide your clients and show them what you think they'll be most happy with. Show them examples and explain why something is the better offer and explain why something is the better option. That way you're helping them out and you don't have to deal with not knowing what's going on. After all, you're the expert. This is a great way of showing what they really paid for. You're not just a photographer. You can guide them and help them to be happy. Then we have the angry client. No matter what you do, they're just annoyed and unhappy and they let you know about it. It does happen. Everything takes them off even things that they've said they wanted and was prepared for, it's suddenly not what they want anymore. This is kind of hard to solve, but experience will teach you to follow your gut feeling and you'll start noticing red flag behavior over time. The best thing you can do is to break ties and realize that you can't make everyone happy. If this happens further down the line, when you're already working together, it's harder to break ties, of course, then you just have to realize that there's nothing you can do. Just let them be angry and then don't worry about it anymore. If that's possible, <laughs> if it's not possible, then talk to a friend and get all your anger and irritation out 
and then just pretend to be happy with this client. Just smile and say, thanks for letting me know. Okay, then we have the refund requesting client. They are unhappy with something and are demanding a refund. And it doesn't really matter to them if it was your fault or not. Their goal seems to be to bully you into giving them a refund, regardless of reasoning. To solve this, you need to know if you made a mistake and if it truly warrants a refund or a partial refund. If it does, then give it. And if it doesn't, then don't let yourself be bullied. Make sure that you come up with refund terms ahead of time. You don't have to share it with anyone, but that way you can know if it's right for you so that you can stay in alignment with your terms. Finally, we have the red flag client. When you're meeting this client, you can immediately tell that something is off. Although you might not know exactly what it is, something feels wrong. It could be that you have a sense that they're wanting something that you can't really promise them, like wanting a slideshow from the day shown during the reception, or that they're questioning the fact that you require payment upfront. Both of these are examples from my end, because to me, those are obvious red flags, because that's something that I can't really do. And my solution then is to turn them away. To you, those requirements might be completely fine. So I can't tell you how you should run your business, but I know that if I'm putting together a slideshow before the dinner, I'm missing moments that I should be capturing. I'll be stressed because I'm trying to do too many things at once and I'm worried about bringing all that extra equipment with me. So for me, that's a no. If you love doing it, then go for it. My point is that I know what my terms are and I'm sticking to it. And as for the pricing example, where they're questioning the fact that I require payment upfront, it's simple that I won't let my clients dictate how I run my business. And I suggest that you don't either. So this whole red flag client thing, it's a matter of trusting your gut and knowing that you know what's best. You know what you can do and what you can't do. And don't let your clients decide for you. The only solution to this, I would say, is to turn them down. Because if one thing is a red flag, it's often just a sign that more is to come, unfortunately. If you aren't feeling aligned with the clients that you attract, or if you're not making the amount of money that you want, or if something just isn't feeling right to you, that you're missing something, that you're not living to your full potential, you should sign up for the waitlist for the Sustainable Photography Program. It's starting up again this fall, and I'm sure that you're gonna love to be a part of it. We go over all the things you need to make your business a part of your life that lets you thrive and make a good living. Go to ingvilkolnes.com sustainable to check it out. Now let's talk about some general things that you need to have in place to make sure that you don't have to deal with difficult clients in the first place. First off, you need to set and manage expectations. As the professional part, you are the photographer and your clients are hiring you as the expert that they need and want. It's your job and responsibility to manage your clients' expectations. You have to let them know what they can and should expect from you. It starts with you sending your terms and conditions ahead of time. That means now. 
For example, how do you respond when someone gives you their budget? Do you stick to your pricing or create something suitable for that client? What's your delivery time and your work hours? What are your expectations for your clients? Where do you expect your clients to reach out to you? I know I can't keep up with my Facebook messages, but I have full control over my inbox. So for me, it's email only. What about your own boundaries? How do you respond when someone tries to get their images faster or want you to work when you have time off? It's a good idea to map out your client journey from initial contact to what you do after the images are delivered. Explain your process to your clients so that they know what they should be expecting from you. Because the key here is communication, both in writing and in conversation. You have to talk with them and explain how things work. Once you know what you want and what works for you, you should add it to your contract, talk about it in meetings, add it to your welcome email, talk them through how you work, what they can expect from you, what you expect from your clients. Because people feel uncomfortable when they don't know. So if you make your clients feel informed and ensure that they're taken care of, then they'll be a lot more comfortable. You have to remember that your process is not like someone else's. So don't let your clients tell you how to do things. Like the earlier example in the Facebook group where the client sets the price and the photographers think that they have to adhere to that. If you're finding that your clients are kind of missing information the whole time or that you keep thinking, oh, it says so in the contract, why aren't they picking it up? Then maybe you should do a video explanation of your contract and your terms because that might be more efficient than just writing about them. Also keep in mind that the contract is usually signed a long time before the photography actually happens. And it's a good idea to mention things again and again. You can't really expect someone to remember all the stuff that's in your contract later on. And if you also talk about why your policies are in place, they might be more effective as if your clients understand why they should message you on Instagram, when it's to get a quicker reply and to make sure that their message is tracked and that you actually remember what it says, they're far more likely to do as you ask of them but you should also make it possible for them to ask you questions. So make sure that you also schedule some time like during a meeting or set up a call where they can ask you things so that the whole process is understood. Okay, but what do you do when someone's being difficult or unrealistic or if something unexpected happens? It really starts with you listening to your client and being empathetic. That in itself usually solves a lot because your clients want to be seen and heard. When it's your turn to speak, make it clear that you're on their team. You want them to be happy and you want them to get what they originally paid for. Unfortunately, though, our immediate response is often to get defensive. So if you're able to turn your mindset around and focus on how you can learn from this experience and how you might be able to solve it, That'll go a long way. If you're able to schedule a meeting with your clients, then you should, because using video is more effective than phone and phone is, of course, more effective than email, because there's so much lost if you can't really see each other. And 
you might be getting angry and annoyed. That's completely normal. But try to gather yourself and reply as if all your clients are watching you. Because I bet there is a nice way to say what you want to say. So just take a few minutes and gather your thoughts before you reply. And if someone's asking for more than what they've paid for, a good reply is to say something like, sure, we can do that. It's whatever extra. Instead of just saying no, or that's not included, make it an offer instead. That's more accommodating and it's more profit for you as well. After you've had a meeting, try to follow up in writing, like an email where you recap everything you discussed and agreed on. And if there's no way that you can agree, you're actually allowed to let your clients go and just say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. We can't work together. And sometimes you might want to give in to their demands as well, if that's easier for you. But whatever you do, I don't want you to take it personally. Some people are impossible to please and we all make mistakes and we take on clients that we know we shouldn't have or we forget steps along the way that end up causing trouble. But I believe in you. You've got this. It's all going to work out. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.